the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. Luana Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. Luana Steins, call 760-315-1967 or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. Luana Steins. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Dr. Luana, and this is A Touch from Above and our prayer mountain in Ramona, California. Our God is so awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, my goodness. It's been such a delightful time sharing the Word of God Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Wow, wow, and wow. Can I tell you that Jesus is the healer? Can I tell you, I, I want to talk to those that are sick. You know, There was a time in my life where, oh my goodness, I have to take you back years. I don't know about you, but when you hear the word cancer, does that kind of scare you? Well, I'll tell you what. One day, I went in to have my son. It was nine months, and all of a sudden, I'm telling you what, when that baby gets ready to come and he says, I'm coming out, you ain't stopping him. He's going to come. So there I am. I'm in hardcore labor. But what had happened is um, several years before that, I had been in a terrible car wreck. We were driving. I wasn't driving. I wasn't saved. So the guy had been drinking, and his girlfriend and him were in a major fight. <clears throat> there were three three couples. It was um, a couple in the front. It was my husband before he was killed, my husband and I. And then there was another friend named Danny and his girlfriend. So we're in this car, and we're driving in Colorado. We're up on Pikes Peak. If you've never been to Colorado Springs, there's a mountain called Pikes Peak. It's absolutely beautiful. But that road goes windy and windy and windy. So we're going up to Pikes Peak, and all of a sudden, this guy had been – the driver had been drinking, and he started driving like a nut. I said, tell him to slow down. He's going too fast. And just about that time, he was turning a corner – I braced my arm behind the driver's seat, braced my feet, which I shouldn't have done, braced both of my feet on the back of that seat, my arm, and I covered my face with my left hand, and I told my husband at that time, I said, oh, my God, we're going to wreck, we're going to wreck. Tell him to slow down. And just when I said that, the car started spinning out of control, and we went off a cliff. The only thing that saved us was the grace of God and a tree. And we went off that hill. I don't know if we turned. I don't even remember. All I remember is screaming and glass flying everywhere. And all of a sudden, because I had my hand braced on the back of the driver's seat and my feet braced on the back, the impact when we hit, my hips broke. I broke my hips, my pelvis, my thigh, and I dislocated my shoulder from bracing myself, my arm on the back of the driver's seat. 
I ended up in the hospital. So the reason I told you that was to go back to now, a couple years later, I'm ready to go into labor. But they had forgotten that I had broken my hips, my pelvis, and my thigh in the car wreck. So I went to have the baby, and I couldn't have my son. And uh, it, his heartbeat was rising. His his uh, They said, you know what, this is dangerous. We need to take him by cesarean section. I don't know what's happening. And then I told them I was in a car wreck many years back. And they go, oh, why didn't you tell us before? So anyway, they rushed me into surgery, went to do a cesarean. And while they had me open, uh, the doctors found cancer. So then all of a sudden, I'm now I don't know this. You got to remember, I'm a young, young, young girl just having a baby. Um, So now I'm in the hospital bed. I'm now rolled to my room. I'm still semi unconscious from the medication. So all of a sudden, my older sister comes in my older sister at that time. Thank God we've all been delivered. She was a pothead. She comes in with her boyfriend and they're loaded on pot. And my sister's got her eyes all red. You know, people that smoke pot think nobody knows. Duh. You got red eyes and you look like they're bugged out. And, you know, and the devil makes a fool out of you. But anyway, she looks at me and she goes, hey, man, I'm really sorry about what happened, man. I'm sorry about they found cancer. And all of a sudden her boyfriend elbows her and says, shut up. You're not supposed to say anything. And I said, What? And she goes, oh, nothing. And they leave. Then a little bit later, somebody else comes in and, how are you doing? And all this real sympathetic stuff. I'm thinking, what is going on? This is not the real people. Suddenly the doctor comes in and the doctor tells me, listen, I'm really sorry. You have ovarian cancer. I don't know if you know anything about cancer, especially ovarian cancer. Most people do not live through ovarian cancer. I tell you what. I was dumbfounded, but I think I was so dumb and young and naive, I didn't understand the depth of what he said. But a little bit later, I realized, oh my gosh, but I said these words when I finally got out of the hospital and I remember thinking, cancer, ovarian cancer. I remember thinking in my mind, I will live and not die. I had no idea at that time. I was proclaiming the word of God over my life. Can I tell you, by the grace of God, a miracle of God, I was healed. And I tell you what, there are many people today that don't believe that Jesus is the healer. I love Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17, reading in verse 14, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. You see, we have to understand that Jesus is the healer. He's still the healer. Nothing is too hard for him. Not one thing is too hard for Jesus. Psalms 147, reading in verse 3, He heals the broken heart, and he binds up their wounds. You know, he's the healer. You've got to listen to me. He is the healer. You cannot allow the enemy to come and speak fear and doubt in your mind. You have to stand strong and believe God that he is the healer. Psalms 103, reading in verses 2, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Let me read that one more time. 
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases. You see, in the midst of sickness, that's where you have to have faith. But let me take you over to Isaiah. It's so powerful. This is Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. Why did he go through that cruel death? Why did he go to a cross? Why did he have 39 lashes across his back? Why did they put nails in his hands and a crown of thorns upon his head? Why did they pierce his side with a spear? Why did they put nails in his feet? I'll tell you why. He went to that cross for our benefit. He was the Lamb of God who would take away not only our sins, but he would take our iniquity. He would take our sickness. He would take our shame and placed upon him. Let me read this. This gives a beautiful description. Who has believed our report? I'm reading out of Isaiah chapter 53. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Jesus was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. Jesus was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely Jesus has bore our griefs. And Jesus carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Oh, my goodness. The chastisement for our peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Let me stop there for a moment. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. When they gave me the report that I had cancer, the unbelievable battle that went on in my mind was far more than you can even imagine. And yet I read God's word. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity and the chastisement for my peace was laid upon him and by his stripes I am healed. You see, a lot of times we don't believe that Jesus is the healer. Can I tell you, that's where you have to bring in your faith to trust God for healing. All through the word of God, we find out that Jesus is the healer. He heals blind men. He opens their eyes. He healed, made the lame to walk. I think about all the things that Jesus did. Let me read you a powerful scripture. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Hold on. Oh, there are so many. Let me read this one. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to Jesus, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into fire and then into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear bear with you? Listen, bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then his disciples came privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Listen to me. 
You have to understand this father's desperate cry. You see, what we have done today, we have allowed the demonic forces of the devil to have names. Do you understand that? This boy had a, what did they say? Epileptic and suffers severely, and he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Wait, let me stop there. you got to get this in your heart or you'll not understand how the devil comes against the body. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Do you understand what happened? And then this, the, when Jesus said, bring the boy to me, and it says, and Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. You see, what we didn't see in the natural, oh, he's got epileptic. Well, let's give him some epileptic pills. No, that demonic spirit of infirmity was over that young boy. And that, you know, John chapter 10, verse 10 is so powerful. The thief comes only but to kill, steal, and to destroy. Everywhere that you find where Jesus healed the sick, you can find out that he cast out the demon. He cast out out the spirit of infirmity. We have to understand Jesus is the healer. And you know what? Nobody likes to hear that anymore. Can I tell you, Jesus still heals. Let me take you into another. This is so powerful. Now, as they wound out of Jericho, a great multitude followed Jesus. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard, let me stop there. I want you to get this picture. Multitudes Hundreds of people on the road. The clanging of the horses. You got to understand the the cries of children in the background. The noise of maybe chariots or wagons of that time. The market is going for sale. Baskets, baskets, get your bat. You can imagine the crowd that was there. But they're two blind men. They can't see, but boy, they got great ears. And they were sitting there listening, and he heard something. Jesus, Jesus is coming. Jesus is here. And you have to understand, you gotta, you got to really get a hold of this picture. And these two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out. You have to understand, listen, two blind men. Jesus is in town. Jesus is passing. And the two blind men cried out. Can you imagine them? Have mercy. Have mercy on us, O Lord. O son of David, have mercy. Ah, and the multitude warned them that they should ah, be quiet. Oh, but they cried out all the more and saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Can you imagine? They're blind. They can't see. They, they don't even know what part Jesus is standing. Where is he? They're just screaming. They said, oh, this is our opportunity. We have heard that Jesus heals. Jesus has made the lame to walk. Jesus has opened up deaf ears. Jesus healed the little boy of epileptic. And you can imagine these two blind boys crying out, these two blind men, have mercy. Oh, son of David, have mercy. Have mercy. They're screaming. They're screaming. I can't scream. Like, we'll go into red. But they're screaming loudly above the crowd, above the noise, above the horses, above the chariots, above this great big crowd. So Jesus stood still. Can you imagine all of a sudden the stillness? And Jesus called the two blind men and said, this is hilarious. What do you want me to do for you? (laughs) 
What a question. Why did Jesus ask him that? Because he's wondering, the same way he's wondering, what do you want him to do for you? How will, you, how will he know if you don't tell him? Then they said to Jesus, Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had compassion, and he reached and he touched their eyes. And immediately, their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Can I tell you what an awesome Jesus had compassion on them. Can you imagine? Oh, my word. Can I tell you that Jesus has compassion still today? He's the healer. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So many people stay sick. Why? Well, don't get mad at me because I don't believe. They've named their demon. They pet their demon in the morning. They welcome him. Oh, my. I have epileptic. I have this. I have this. I'm this. Stop it. Stop it. You need to stop that. Let me read to you something here. In in uh, James chapter 5, verse 14, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. When's the last time somebody anointed you with oil and cast out that demon of infirmity? You see, you don't understand that until you've been really sick. I got all the way down. I'm a I'm a strong big girl. I'm big boned, you know, but I'm telling you what, I got down to 105 pounds. Cancer and treatments. I'm telling you what, I finally said I can't go through this because I knew that if I didn't quit the treatments itself, chemotherapy and radiation, I knew that was going to kill me. So I walked out of there and I'm saying in my heart, I'm saying I shall live and not die. I'm not telling you to do that. If you don't have faith, you better do whatever you need to do. But I walked out and I said, I shall live and not die. And I cried out to God, God, I don't receive cancer. Lord, I rebuke ovarian cancer. You know what? And then I went on a vegetable fast for probably almost 10 years. You know, I went back to the doctor and I began to proclaim this word over my life. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. None of these diseases can come upon me. Why? Because Jesus is the healer. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his word is so powerful. And he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and to do what is right in his in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statues. I will put none of these diseases on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Are you sick in your body? Are you sick in your body? Do you need a miracle? We serve a miracle-working God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have to remember, I was a single mom. My, you know, you got to remember, my husband had been murdered. I had two small children. Now they're telling me I have cancer. I looked at them and said, I will live and not die. In fact, I remember telling the doctor, you're not God. They told me, get my house in order. Do you have all your papers in order, Miss Steins? Do you have someone to attend your children? I looked at them. I said, you're not God. 
I will live and not die. I didn't realize I was proclaiming the scripture. Do you know what the rest of that says? I will live and not die to proclaim the word of the Lord. I had no idea that I was proclaiming God's word over my life. You see, the devil's plan is to kill you and to destroy you. But Jesus' plan said, I came to give you life and to give you life more abundantly. Now, you may have to fight a little bit for that healing. I had to fight. I had to fight through the throwing up. Sorry to be so graphic. I had to fight through the poison of chemotherapy and radiation. I had to fight through all of that hard time. I'm telling you, going on one end and throwing up on the other. Sorry to be so graphic. But I'm telling you what, when you have been assaulted by the enemy and you feel like you just can't get up out of bed, I don't care what your body says. You got to get up. You got to get up. And when your heart is hit, you can't quit. You got to get up and you got to begin to walk little by little by little. Another situation happened. It wasn't too far off. Maybe what, about seven years ago, I was preaching and uh, went into Alaska and all of a sudden something hit my side and I went, Uh, uh, And I remember uh, Jill was with me, and I said, oh, my gosh. And all of a sudden, my whole body flushed into a high fever. I said, oh, my gosh. I said, pray for me, Jill. Pray for me. Pray for me. So she goes to pray for me. And, you know, for the first couple days, I was there. I was sick. I was in bed. In Alaska, I said, oh, my gosh. She goes, I'm going to take you to the hospital. I said, you're not taking me to any hospital in Alaska. I'm going back to San Diego. So finished in Alaska and went back to San Diego. And then I was fine. A couple months went by, and then boom, that thing hit me again. And I remember hitting the ground, and I said, oh, my gosh. Well, Jill used to be a medic in the Army. She looked at me and said, I'm taking you in. So she took me into the hospital, and I was in intensive care for eight days. I almost killed over, bit the dust, and died. But you know what? I got out of that intensive care, went into a room, and I said, pray for me, Jill. i got to get out of here. She goes, well, I said, just pray for me. Just I was sick. Oh, my gosh. And the devil did whatever he can to try to torment me. And you know what? I had to fight through that. I don't know what you're going through, dear listener. But I know one thing for sure, that God is the healer. Jesus came and died on that cross and rose again on the third day. And by those stripes, those 39 lashes that were placed across his back with a cat nine tail, eight strands in nine strands on that one whip that ripped across his back. Can I tell you that those stripes cover every single disease? No matter what you're going through, we serve a miracle-working God. He made water come out of a rock. He caused the east wind to blow and brought quail to two million of the children of Israel. Don't tell me that God can't do the same for you. He made blind eyes open. He delivered Mary Magdalene from seven demons. He made the man at the pool of Bethesda, who had been there, laid there for 38 years. The man at the gate, beautiful. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know what? Have somebody lay hands on you and ask God to bring your healing. Don't settle for anything less than God's promise. No matter what the devil, anoint your own self anoint your oil. You know, I want to pray for you right now. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I pray right now for those that are listening and they're sick in their body. Father, I anointed my hands before I even came to the radio. And Father, I'm touching my mic right now. And I'm asking you, Lord, to heal those that are listening. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of infirmity. Come out of them in Jesus' name. I rebuke that sickness. That back will be lined up in Jesus' name. That problem with your eyes will be healed in Jesus' name. I rebuke migraine headaches in Jesus' name. I command that vertebrae and that back to align to the word of God. Father, you're the creator of us. You created us in your image. Line up back in Jesus' name. I take authority over that pain. I rebuke arthritis. I rebuke epileptic in Jesus' name. I rebuke every manner of sickness, heart trouble, heart pain, kidney pain. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And I speak life and healing and purpose over each and every person. Jesus, you love us so much. You gave us your best. And I know that you are our healer. If you said that prayer, do me a favor. Write to me. I'm praying for this one lady named Lynn. She's been a friend for 40 years. She woke up with a blood aneurysm in her brain, and her entire body couldn't move. They told her she would never be able. I said, that's a lie. So we started praying for her. And today, by the grace of God, she's walking. She's getting up. She's not all the way healed, but we're fighting for her. In Jesus' name, trust God. He's the healer. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Come visit me at the Prayer Mountain. Church service starts at 10. I love you. God bless you. You've been listening to A Touch From Above with Dr. Loana Steins. For your financial support of any amount, you'll receive her book, A Mother's Story. Send your gift to P.O. Box 2800, Ramona, California, 92065. Visit atouchfromabove.org and come visit a church service, 10 a.m. at 16145 Highway 67, Ramona, California, 92065. Dress warm. It's a church without walls. Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way. Come to a Touch From Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres. Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer away. A touch from above.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the power of his blood. I have victory over Satan. Glory to the King of Kings. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.